Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, what's up, and welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, which is a weekly comic book podcast being recorded from King's Comics in Sydney. Every week we read every single comic, bar a select very unlucky few, and let you know which of the comics that you should be reading too. My name is Levins. My name is Siobhan. And uh, every comic that we talk about on the show, you can find at King's Comics, which is found at... 310 Pitt Street, or in our online store at kingscomics.com. Easy peasy. Uh, this week was a very, very little week uh, in terms of uh, comics. Just a sparing 20-something-ish issues. Yeah, only like 25 or something. Easy. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, it's, it's always as if, as if they knew I was going to have a daughter this week. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> We're dedicating this episode to Matilda Joy Levins, uh, all of five days old uh-huh. and already having uh, podcasts dedicated to her. I mean, what a life. The generation, this younger generation just gets everything <laughs> handed to it, I tell you. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about the, uh, the latest crop of uh, DC number ones, um, a few Marvel tie-ins. We've got a brand new Jonathan Hickman book to talk about. And of course, some old favorites popped in in this slightly quiet, but it was actually pretty quality week overall. Mm. Yeah. It was one of those weeks where I didn't hate anything. No, it was a very like good to average week, yeah. which is nice. Like there, were, there, was a, there were a few average titles, but mm. uh, no, there were, for the most part, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was very happy to be reading this, this, this many comics. Yeah, totally. Not that this many was even that that impressive. No, by our standards. Uh, next week looks like we're going to be reading forty three issues oh. of comics. So, <laughs> so enjoy this uh, this lapse in 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 reading while you can. Um, let's kick off with the big exciting title to come out uh, from DC Rebirth. Uh, Scott Snyder returning to Batman after having a couple months off after finishing his. Uh, Celebrated New 52 run um, This time teaming up with a brand new art team um, On the main story You've got Scott Snyder and uh, John Romita Jr uh, His first time drawing Batman, I think Could be Definitely I, his I first time drawing sure. a Batman comic um, I don't know if the, if Batman popped up in his uh, Superman stories mm. But um, also in here you've got a backup That I was extremely excited about um, That was uh, drawn by Declan Shalvey in Definitely his first time drawing Batman and God damn it, if I I just really want the the world to give me a Declan Shalvey drawn Batman comic now. Totally. Let's talk about the main story in this. It's all about Batman hitting the road. It's just a big old, super fun, no bad stuff happens, road trip. Just a classic. It's a boys t- tale, trip. Tale of two pals. Three pals because Two-Face has two, two personalities. It's but like yeah, the hangover, basically. It is the hangover with Batman in it. Um, <laughs> so... 
after he does a whole bunch of bad shit, Batman decides to take Two Face out of the Gotham once and for all. And um, he he does this because he's pled with by um, Harvey Dent, who is the good side mm-hmm. of uh, of Two Face and who he used to be. Um, but little to, does Batman know that um, Two Face, the the bad side of Two Face, uh, puts a call out to all criminals in Gotham, puts a massive bounty on Batman's head, and says that if you know if he where where are they, where are they trying to make it to like Boston or something? It's definitely not Boston. Uh, Some place in America. Really Some place that's far away from. Um, from Gotham, uh, but Two Face says that if, if Batman doesn't make it there, whoever whoever takes him out will inherit like millions upon millions of dollars from various crime bosses that Two Face has all this dirt on. Um, also, he has dirt on everybody, and if he, if he makes it to this prison in 497 miles away from uh, from Gotham, uh, he'll release all the dirt on all the all the crime community in Gotham. So there's a lot at stake here. Everyone wants to take Batman out, and this is this crazy. Crazy, um, yeah, like a, a road trip across mm. America, um, and already just one mile out of Gotham, uh, the Batwing has been taken down by none other than, uh, or I mean, the, t- the first two people we see come after Batman are Firefly and Killer Moth, who are two buggy characters that I was very happy to see together. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen them together before, but I just, I don't know whether I actually have or whether that's just a team up that exists in my brain, <laughs> but I feel like I've seen them together. But it's just a natural fit, right? Absolutely. I love Killamoth. God, I love Killamoth. This is um, John Romita Jr.'s best work in a long, long time. I don't know if it's oh, you know man. being paired with an, an, like Danny Mickey on Inca, who's a great Inca, and Dean White, again, who's a colorist, one, one of the best colorists going in, in superhero books at the moment. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I am not, I am usually, I will hard pass on any John Romita Jr. books. Like, I I'm not a fan generally. I love yeah, the Spider-Man stuff. I think that was awesome. But beyond that, I've never really found much right. um, in his work. I think that he got really, really unbelievably lazy for a couple of years and was just trading on his name. I like, I, know, I kind of like the simplicity of some of that stuff. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I really liked what he did on the Rick Remender Cap stuff. And I really, I really like his stuff on World War Hulk. But his Avengers run was like shocking. Right. I think I like that too. <laughs> I'm a Romita Jr. apologist, but I can definitely... But this is easily, like, this is my favorite thing I think he's fantastic ever stuff, done. Yeah. So, so cool. So, so beautiful. His two faces, like, very, very scary and very cool. But also very fun. Mm. And that's what that was what I thought was missing in... Uh, what, what stopped me from really enjoying Scott Snyder's Batman run. It was these really long arcs where... You know, there were just layers upon layers mm. of secrets and, and, and Gotham being this impossibly horrible place to mm. live and, uh, you know, just trials and tribulations being put upon Batman and everyone in his life. And it was mm. just like, why would you even bother doing it? Whereas this is like this just classic superhero. Yeah. This is a surprisingly sassy Batman. Yeah, definitely. And like, it's just fun. It's a, ro- it is a, like, even though it's a, you know, a road trip involving villains and murder and all that kind of thing, it still has like this great vibe of, of a classic road trip team up. Mm. Also, Two-Face, I think is my favorite Batman villain. Yeah. He's got to be, he's, He's top three for sure, right? I, I'm not a massive Joker fan. Two Face will always have the edge over the Joker for me because he has—he's more believable as a character. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's just yeah. a crime boss. You know, so same. I also really love Black Mask, and he he popped up in a comic mm-hmm. this week too. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was so into this. Um, this was just so much fun. You, it has Batman wielding a fucking chainsaw at one point. Batman and, driving a huge truck. Yep. 
And um, look, we, we, we don't we try not to do too many spoilers in serious issues, but we will put the odd spoiler in here for all these book books, that, big books that we just assume everyone's already read. Mm. There is a reveal at the end that Alfred mm. has, uh, has 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 a stake. Like that, that Two Face has some dirt on Alfred too. So yeah. Alfred has uh, basically helped Two Face take Batman down. Yeah, I am. I I was a little bit confused by that because what did he do? What did, <laughs> like was he? Are they implying that he was the one that, that shot Batman in the back just then? No, I think he he shot the bat, the the Batwing down. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, um, pretty crazy. Also, it's the second time since uh, the DC line has relaunched that we've seen Alfred cry. Mm, I we love saw that it in the in Batman number one. You love a crying Alfred. I love. I just love men crying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who this bloke? At uh, the isn't end is? that uh, the like invis- Gentleman Ghost? Or yeah, something yeah, right. like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yep. Invisible dude in a white suit and a top hat. And, and am, I, am I correct in thinking in this backup, which is, um, you know, evidently when you've got someone like Jordi Belair doing your colors, it's an extremely colorful mm. backup. Um, but uh, this seems like a setup for Crazy Quilt to come back, right? Even though they tease that it's for <laughs> Totally. But is this, are, they, are they making Crazy Quilt like a legitimate threat in the backup? Man, I like Zazaz as well, though. As a villain, I find him, like, extra scary and horrible. I think yeah, he's well, a good he's just, Batman he's villain. Yeah, he's just a fucking psychopath. Yeah, like, he's just a scary guy with knives. And this was, like, extra extra horrible. Super spooky book. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. So far, this is excellent, which I'm really... Um, it's cool to get to see Scott Snyder having a go at Batman without, sort of, continuity issues weighing him down. Like, this feels like a much freer book than... Definitely. ...any of his other Batman stuff felt. And I feel like, overall, like... There are a lot more DC books that have that vibe, that mm. freer vibe of like, just kind of do what you want. Yeah. Just don't kill the main character. Yeah. Until like, you know, thir- 13 issues in or something. Totally. You know, have fun. Have some fun. <laughs> um, yeah. This is this is a really, really great addition to um, to, to the Batman books. Like we've said, I think the, the, the Rebirth stuff, the one thing that I've gotten right is the Batman universe mm. is all entirely readable. And uh, we're going to get to more of those issues later. Mm. We've got another Rebirth issue to talk about first. Um, and uh, this will be probably the, the 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 book I'm the most critical of in the entire episode today. Uh, Maybe one, one one of two. This is Deathstroke. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Deathstroke Rebirth, uh, <sighs> written, written by Christopher Priest, who I've uh, enjoyed. Um, this uh, I've, I've, look, I've never been a massive Deathstroke fan. I know you you enjoy I mean, his Teen Titans. Yeah, like well, I think because he was such an important. Um, villain in like the sort of golden age of the marv wolfman and george perez books um but not the actual comic book golden age he wasn't around in the no, 30s. no 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 no, no. sorry um <laughs> the the teen titans golden age that exists in my head um and so like if you read terra um terra incognito and like all that kind of crazy stuff where he was sort of behind everything and his deep hatred for like the teen titans specifically because they took his children away from him um and I just don't think he works beyond that. Like, I think that Jeff Johns did some cool stuff with him in his Teen Titans run, but I've, I just don't find him. He's just a mercenary, and that's not that compelling by himself, except that people seem to think he's cool for some reason because of, I think, the he costume. was in the Injustice games and stuff like that as well. Right, sure. So he's gotten, like, way more attention than I think he's ever deserved. Yeah, and he, he's, he's the reason Deadpool exists, right? Deadpool yeah. is a parody of Deathstroke. Yes, and that's, like... That explains how ludicrous Deathstroke is. Like <laughs> his name is Deathstroke. Um, so this death. is a very gritty comic, and I, when I say I'm going to be critical of it, I didn't dislike it. Like I'm still probably going to read issue one. Yeah, it was all right. Deathstroke. I just uh, it was a bit 
over the top with like this guy's a shit dad and a shit person. <laughs> like I don't I go I don't get that that's like Deathstroke's thing is that he's just like a real shit guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why, why just, does anyone like, want to read that? Yeah. I don't know. He's good as a villain, but I just don't understand why Su- he should have his own book. Superpowers, terrible parenting. <laughs> <laughs> and he is he is a super terrible dad. The one thing I like I do like that they sort of there was a couple of like, you know, DCU stuff that was the fucking quite King cool. They brought Clock King yeah. in. They actually reference his um his sons, so I don't know. I mean, I just want them to so, bring back uh, Jericho. So yeah, tell me about tell me about his sons. I've well, not so read. The, he's had two sons. Um, the old one. Oh, there's Grant and Jericho, whose actual name I've forgotten. Um, but they, they became superheroes on so, the Teen Titans. Well, or? So Grant also like takes after his dad and becomes a mercenary, I think, and then was killed in action when he was fighting the Teen Titans, but not by the Teen Titans. Right. And then his other son, whose actual name, I can't remember, but was Jericho with the big curly mutton chops. Everyone and listening like, that's frustrated and knows the answers, this, this is not for your benefit. This is for my benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Give Siobhan a break. <laughs> Um, but Jericho had the power to like jump into other people's bodies, like Mosaic, oh, who's just yeah. shown up in um right, sure. in the Marvel U. Um, but so then uh, Joey, there we go. That was his name, Joey. He became a Teen Titan. Um, sure. So much Teen Titans history. Oh my goodness, I could go on forever. But um, he was good. Grant was bad. The whole Deathstroke thing is just him avenging his sons. Sure. Do you know who the fuck Wintergreen is? Wintergreen was um, his like loyal. It was like his Alfred, like his right. loyal butler and friend. And there was like this really hectic. Yeah, because every um, every Titans every issue. shit dad slash mercenary has a butler. Yeah, totally. Um, and then there was like this really hectic issue. I think of Teen Titans and Jeff Johns' run where he like killed Wintergreen, and it was like, mm. whoa, Deathstroke has gone too far. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's um, like, I like that they brought back his family and Wintergreen and those kinds of aspects of, yeah, but why of the bring, Deathstroke vibe. Why, why bring back the family if you're just going to like, you know, try and get them eaten by a bear? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Have, yeah. Uh, he's so, I, 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 that, that really over-the-top shit dad trope is mm. so boring to me. Yeah. Like, no dad is that shit. And, and if they are, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Mm. Let us know if your dad was shit. <laughs> Serious issues at kingscomics.com. Have you fixed that email yet? Can we get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can get emails again. We Great. can get right, emails guys. again. We welcome, haven't gotten any. Welcome but... to 2016. <laughs> hey, send us an email about how shit your dad was. Um, the other, like, the other thing We'll send does... you a fruit basket. <laughs> the other thing that does read awkwardly in this is just, like, the... the um, like the non-swearing so like everyone keeps calling him a jackass and like he's clearly an asshole i will i will totally read jackass over ass hat what was it in recently where they like actually um explicitly referenced the fact that they were allowed to say at like ass hat and have it not be um it was in like the letters page of oh really was Deadpool it right. versus gambit or something oh okay right okay another reason i should read that, mm. that that's something that, that's really important to me it really is death to ass hat um I also don't understand why Wintergreen is watching a video of Slade's kids. That's weird. That is weird. Like, we're going to take you hostage and the only thing you can do is watch... And he's just sitting there watching videos of... waiting for him, yeah, drinking yeah. a juice box or something. He, which he throws it at the television. So, just clearly clearly watching uh, Deathstroke's kids isn't that riveting if you want to throw your food at the TV. Pretty great stuff. Jackass, jackass, jackass. <laughs> Maybe he's watching. He wants to be watching Jackass. Yeah, yeah. He's like, why can't it's I a get a signal show. in my cave? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Death Rock, Death Rebirth. Like, not a bad book. Um, no, I'll read but, issue one. And I'm, 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 I'm going to go out there. I'm, I'm not going to say this is not for us. This could mm, be for us. This could be for me. This it's could just, be for me specifically if they bring back Jericho. Okay, cool. Uh, another number one from DC, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Number one. 
We also, talked about the, we talked about the red rebirth issue of mm-hmm. this. Um, Scott Lobdell writing it. Scott Lobdell um, has written and drawn a few Batman things in the nineties that I really enjoyed, but mm-hmm. I largely ignored a lot of what he's done in the last decade. His new fifty two stuff was pretty shocking, dude. I really like this comic. It's so good, right? I need to talk to I need to talk to Lynn at King's Comics because she is. A, the biggest Red Hood fan of all time and That's... sees Scott Lobdell as like her personal nemesis. Like she hates him. Wow, really? Right. <laughs> so so I that's really a rough... Watch, that, that, really those are two rough things to be at the same time. Totally. Um, art by Dexter Soy, I really loved as well on this. Mm, absolutely. Um, doing... I love the inclusion of Ma Gunn as a scary, scary villain. He drew a good, scary old lady. Yep. That was pretty, that was pretty sick. Um, and so this is basically like... When, when they announced the new that the new Red Hood and the Outlaws is going to be a, a team up of Red Hood, um, Wonder Woman's foe, oh no, hero Artemis mm-hmm. and um, and Bizarro, I was like, oh man, that doesn't make any, make sense at all. Mm. How are they going to just kind of cram all that into a Rebirth issue? But in the Rebirth issue it was only about Red Hood, and then this issue one is pretty much just a Red Hood story until like the last panel. Mm. So we've complained about. A lot of these rebirth books just going way too fast. Like yeah. even Batman, which we really enjoy, is is moving at a rocket speed, not yeah. really letting certain characters grow before they reveal their true selves. That kind of thing. Um, but this is doing what they what it should be doing. You, you, they're, they're, they haven't introduced Bizarro yet. Yep. And it looks like they might use him sparingly. Like I, I, Thank I don't goodness. know. Yeah. That's the correct way to use Bizarro, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed this book, and I was probably the biggest surprise at a rebirth for me totally. so far. Um, and, and it's got black mask in it. And Artemis is cool. Like even just from that last panel, her her costume is great and not overly like all the problems that we had with sort of the way Starfire was in Red yeah. Hood and the Outlaws doesn't seem to be a huge issue here for sure. She's like busty, but kind of in a really powerful, strong, intimidating yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, like she just yeah. looks tall and terrifying. Yeah. Um. But that, that should be cool. So the next issue, they'll do the classic classic fight and then realize they're on the same side. I don't but care. I could read that a million yeah, times. I'm, I love that shit. That's good. That's comic books. Yeah, totally. It's a, it's yeah. a classic for a reason, what, guys. what do you think of Black Mask's new look? Um, is Black Mask the one... I get Black Mask confused with... Who's the one who had the skull for a head who was the head of the... That's Black Mask. That's Black Mask. Yeah, ah. yeah. Um, well, then I don't like it as much as just having a me scary too. skull face. Yeah, yeah. Me too. That's but, less cool. I yeah. hope he gets a scary skull Maybe face. Maybe he takes this mask off and it turns on. It turns out he has a black scary skull face under I there. I hope so. If you want to read an incredible and very terrifying black mask, read Ed Brubaker's Catwoman run. Mm. You read that? Yep. Very, very sad. Very, very, very sad. Very scary. Um, yeah, but look, count me on board for a, a good deal of this Red Hood and the Outlaws run because uh, it's everything I want in a goofy kind of, you know, Batman Z-list mm. hero romp. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm actually excited for Bizarro showing up. I don't know how he's going to fit into this. Yeah, if they do, yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, you know, totally. And like, I like considering I, I, I hated the concept. I don't like Scott Lobdell, and I wasn't totally sold on the artist. I'm surprisingly on board with this. I'm so on board with this. This yeah. is like what I'm, this is going to be like one of the first books I read when it starts coming out regularly. Mm. So when it comes out next week again, <laughs> thanks Man, for that it's DC. Too much. <laughs> um, Superwoman number one is the last new DC book that started. So that's four brand new DC books they started this week. Um, this was a massive surprise in that it was just a surprise on top of other surprises. Just yeah, um, one of the most nuts books I think so far. Well, okay, not right. necessarily in a bad way though. No, not at all. But like to explain where this book mm. fits in, this is how 
insane it is to read this. And, and then this can count as our review of Action Comics that came out this week mm. too. So, years and years ago, there was a Superman and he was great mm-hmm. and he was wonderful. But then DC... They had the flashpoint and then the DC New 52 happened and we had a younger, less experienced Superman come out of that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the Superman before him came back. and With his w- Lois. With Lois Lane and they had a kid. Okay, cool. So forget about that for a second. The, the, the newer, less experienced Superman did a whole bunch of adventures and then he dies. And when he dies, his powers kind of go up in the air and... Who knows what happens to his powers? But he dies and his powers go somewhere. So, now, in the DC Rebirth titles, you have the Superman from before the New 52 Mm -hmm. and his Lois and his son, John Kent, who Mm -hmm. is the name of Superman's father, John Mm -hmm. Kent. Adorable. He's dead too. But so, those three, uh, he takes the mantle of Superman, Mm -hmm. but one of the many mantles of Superman because, as well... As <laughs> as well as that, you have Lex Luthor of New 52 still kicking around Rebirth. Mm-hmm. He is taken on the mantle of Superman using a suit that he has taken from uh, Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, the place, not the person, because that's Marvel, not DC. Um, Apocalypse. <laughs> um, meanwhile, um, Superman and Lex Luthor start fighting. And um, so that's what's going on in Action, Man- in Action Comics. They're both trying to fight Doomsday, mm-hmm. who, uh, who killed Superman a long time ago. The Superman that's in the thing now, but he, he killed him before the New Fifty Two happened. Don't worry. Um, anyway, um, I'm I'm reading all of this and I'm still yeah. so confused. So about when it. that Superman from New Fifty Two died, his powers went elsewhere. One of so half his power went to Lois Lane, not the Lois Lane from before the New Fifty Two, who's married to Superman and had a son, John Kent, who's named after Superman's father, John Kent. Not that Lois Lane. The other Lois Lane, who didn't actually date Clark Kent, aka Superman, but outed him as Superman. Um, so, so it seems like a shit Lois. Definitely. No a shit Lo- so shit Lois has, has gotten some of Superman's powers. The other powers went to Lana Lang. Um, and uh, she's the girl who, who grew up in Kansas with, with Clark Kent. And she actually, in the New 2, teaches him how to master his powers. Mm-hmm. But she gets Superman's crazy kind of newer solar-based powers and electricity red powers. It's funny how much of this they're kind like how much... Like su- rebirth of Superman stuff, they seem to be bringing into this. It's kind of fun. Like, I would have, I mean, we'll talk about it, but it would have been cool to see Lois and Lana as like the blue and red Superman from that sort of definitely Grant Morrison JLA kind of anyway, era. Anyway. So, uh, as well as this, so we've got pre New 52 Superman with his wife Lois and mm-hmm. son John Kent, who mm-hmm. also has superpowers. Mm hmm. We've also got Lex Luthor mm-hmm. in a Superman suit, mm-hmm. saying that he's Superman. Clark Kent is there. We don't know what's going on with him, but supposedly he's not superpowered at all. Um, Steel exists in this universe. Yeah, who knew that? And where's my Steel comic? So Steel is a, the character who took up the mantle after the death of Superman comic mm-hmm. happened in the 90s mm-hmm. and wore a big Steel suit and wielded a big Steel hammer. One of my favorite characters. I loved all that he's stuff great. in oh, 52. 52. Fuck, uh, the steel. His, his, his daughter niece. trying to get a niece. Is it, yeah, is right. it his niece? Yeah, I think it's his niece. Oh, dude. Oh, man, that's so good. Such a good. Everyone read 52 instead of this. Yeah. Also as well as this. Is, yeah, this is all right. On top of me complaining about how convoluted and crazy it is, it's still really good. Yeah, like if you know all of the all of the strings that kind of bring it together, this is actually quite a satisfying read. Totally. But and I like this version of Lana. I've never liked Lana, I think, in anything ever. What? Really? 
Me, oh, I think, I think, on. you know what? I think that Smallville really destroyed oh, that character okay, right. for me. Sure. I hated her so much <laughs> in that show. Um, she's really good in all like the like secret origin stories and stuff like that. Plays, she plays yeah. as like a you know lovely interest for young Clark Kent. And yeah, the first to discover his powers. I like, but that. I like this version as like the person who helped him do that and she's like got a lot of stuff going on oh yeah sorry you know? just to add add to further like make this confusing um so clark Kent and lois lane have always worked for the daily planet but in this world daily um there's a there's a rival newspaper called the daily something else daily star the daily star but they're like <laughs> and lana online lane, don't lana they're lane like works bloggers. for them anyway so um <laughs> on top of lex luther the pre new 52 superman John Kent as Superman's son, uh, the Clark Kent who doesn't have powers, steal for some reason. We also get introduced to Superwoman, who is Lois Lane, and then we find out that Lana Lang has powers too, and that she's helping Lois master her powers. But, and this is a spoiler alert, after accepting all of these things as the norm, Lois Lane dies. Yeah. Not the Lois Lane who's married to Superman <laughs> with a the, with a son. The powered Lois Lane. <laughs> the powered Lois Lane. So now this... And it looks like she's almost being killed by Bizarro Lois. Yes, and and she look it looks like her powers have kind of gone elsewhere too, right? Yeah. So hopefully we have hopefully they go to the depowered Clark Kent or something weird like that. Mm. This is a real batshit crazy comic that it really reveals is. like I feel like even that even though if you if you haven't read the comic and I spoiled a few things for you there, you can still be like utterly surprised at how the insanity going on in this the, was in like, pages. This was probably the most like surprising, shocking comic of the New 52 because I was fully I was fully prepared to read a Lois has superpowers story and now it looks like we're going to be reading a version of like a superwoman that's Lana, Lana Lang, who seems to me to be a much more interesting, compelling character than the New 52 Lois. Yes. Who was just a bit of like a regular yeah like regular shitty journalist yeah whereas lana's like i work on a farm and also i'm a journalist and also blah 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 blah. yeah it's kind of cool she didn't reveal superman's identity yeah also it ties back to that superman rebirth issue which lana lang featured quite heavily in Mm. and we were like oh what's the deal with that yeah so it turns out that rebirth issue was setting up like four different comics Mm. with with sprouting a few ideas for all but it was so cool to be genuinely surprised by the end of a comic like that's that's cool yeah good job phil jimenez and like death is uh death is a boring trope of comics but not if you kill a character that you just pretty much introduce yeah that's like an actual surprise and one that you actually like it'll work the universe will be better if we get rid of this lois well yeah you have two lois lanes like this is a good way to fix that problem and make it compelling and make it interesting and make it fun yeah so a completely insane comic written and drawn by Phil Jimenez. Um, I, I, I think you should be reading this one too. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% do. Real surprising. Oh, sorry. And to add to that, <laughs> meanwhile, in China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, new Superman number two, which we'll talk about. A and bit we're getting later. Supergirl. And Supergirl as well. Yeah, so there's a Chinese Superman two and a Supergirl comic, comic coming out this week too. Mm. So there's a lot of superpower guys. But I'm down. Just like Batman, I'm enjoying all these comics. So. Totally. Yeah. Build up the family, as far as I'm concerned. It's no fun. Like, Superman is boring as a loner. He's cool because he has, like, his family and his friends and his super-powered pets yeah, we, all around we, we've him. seen how boring he is as a loner in yeah. two movies so yeah. far. Yeah. 
just in the last few years. But uh, yeah, we'll be talking about lots more DC comics later in the show. But first, we've got a few more number one issues to get through. This segment is called First Things First, by the way. Every mm. week we talk about all the brand new number ones in a segment that we call First Things First. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about an image book this week written by one of our favorite writers, Jonathan Hickman, um, who uh, was responsible for what we think may be the best Marvel event ever. Uh, I don't know if I feel qualified to make that call, but definitely the best one of like the last one, one, 15 one that years I've read. Of, Secret uh, yeah, Wars too. The best one that Secret I've read. Um, he also is responsible for my favorite Fantastic Four run. Yes. Um, and my favorite Avengers run too. Um, I really enjoy East of West, the Manhattan Project. He's um, just he's just an all-around top guy. Yeah, definitely. Secret. Um, he's written all kinds of great weird creator own stuff. Um, and this new book is called The Black Monday Murders. And it is everything that you like about Hickman to the 10th degree. It is like ultimate Hickman book, it's right? so insane. You have just like huge pages of text that kind of offer maybe some backstory or maybe just an entirely new idea that might not even be visited again. Um, you have a secret code, which is yep. you get given the, uh, the answers to throughout the book and you can decide what the code means yourself. He loves doing that. He loves that. <laughs> um, he loves like, he loves secret societies. Yep. He loves some weird, dark magic shit. He loves like, I don't, I like, this just feels like ultimate Hickman. And a lot of the time I get a little bit like, oh, I don't have time to read everything but i spent probably a good 40 minutes reading every yeah. single part of this this took and it, i'm so excited it took me the same amount of time to read this book as it did the every other number yeah. one issue we read this yeah week. absolutely this was a this is a solid dense, read. dense dense book but Before, if we've learned anything from hickman's work it's like his fantastic four stuff was amazing but if you read all of his fantastic four stuff and then read all of his avengers stuff and then read secret wars it was like a totally different experience and so his stuff is so worth careful reading Absolutely. and revisiting yep. and like really deciphering everything and i'm uh, yeah this book gives me chills and he loves like he loves some cool design shit like hickman loves doing a, you know two pages with just like a blank symbol on it and like yeah nothing else but Completely insane. So we um, so last week we brought up um, a, a book that I couldn't remember the name of that is only three issues in that uh, one of our listeners pointed out was oh, called yeah. The Dead and the Dying. Yes. So, uh, you know, and, and this, like, where's, where's that book? Where's, I wanted the fourth issue of that. It was a really, totally. really amazing story. That was story. a really cool story. So hopefully that this, this sticks to a regular schedule. East of West, to uh, Hickman's credit, absolutely has. Mm. Um, I feel like he's not working on too much else at the moment, so maybe that's why he's... He's really focusing on this book. This, um, this comic is so big, it has a contents page. <laughs> it really, it, it does. Um, so and like I a, kept like I kept thinking that I was getting to the end of it and then being like, oh, nope, nope, there's, there's still more. <laughs> nope, there's still more. I still haven't seen Staples yet, so I'm <laughs> still not even halfway. Um, so I mean, do you want to try and do justice to the story in this? It's, it's a basically about the conspiracy that all stock market crashes have happened in October mm-hmm. and a secret society potentially being behind that. Mm. Um, then there's also the suggestion that people have started a website where that's like a credible place where they debunk um, uh, like well, urban myths. Mm-hmm. But in doing, in being such a qualified debunker, they are also able to seed new lies that they mm. want the public to believe because of how credible they are as a, as a website. Mm-hmm. So uh, like, whether or not what we're reading now is is actually what's happened or like a myth that someone is trying to tell. I don't guess that will be revealed, but... I feel like we won't find out until like the last issue. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and Black Monday refers to a um, a, a, a crash um, in the in the stock market and the a mur- murders that happened on mm. that day. Um, and so when you see like so that there's like four heads um, of of who kind of look over the stock exchange is that what it was yeah <laughs> like and they're like they're all family so it's like generational and one person from each family has to be a part of this crazy secret yeah. society but there are four pages in this that are just like giving you family trees like like lists and lists of names who have been those heads yeah so when a member of uh, of, of those families one of the heads is murdered it's going to send ripples throughout everything that they've created and you kind of see all the different heads and people who work for them in like their day jobs, you're introduced to like a detective who's trying to solve this crazy case and unearth more of it. He discovers the symbols at the end. Um, there's so much crazy oh, shit man, going it's on. It's so good though. Like the art is incredible. Art's so fantastic like, by someone uh, Tom Coker. I, I, who I've, I've never not, heard of before. Not but at all. Like, but, but this is Hickman is fantastic at finding um, artists that haven't done that much and mm. using him on his creator and stuff. Um, this is a really insane book that, like, I mean, if if you like Hickman, you'll love this. Totally. If you don't like Hickman and want to give this a go, you'll know by the end of this issue that Hickman is not for you. Yeah. And you can just not read it. But then you have, like, this this book that will almost definitely, like, you know, this is going to be one of those image books that probably, you know, at least doubles its value by the end of the year. So, sure. that's a good investment. Not that um, that's why you should be buying comics, but I'm just saying. Yeah. You, can go, you could do a lot worse than buying this comic. And it's just, it's such a, like, you really get your money's worth in this comic you know like you really it is so dense yeah, <laughs> but it like is dense. but like super compelling the whole time and like you really like you really want to study all of the family trees and stuff yeah i i i read it one and a half times kind of skimming through yeah. just to make sure i missed didn't miss important parts and i, I did <laughs> yeah yeah i still need to go back and reread it i really i really do highly recommend this i think this is going to be a lot of fun and this is a book you know if, if you're like us you read lots of books week to week i'm gonna have to keep this one out mm. at all times for when the new issues come out just so i can reference back old issues and be like who's that guy again yeah hickman is um reads better in trade i find generally because at least then you have all of the reference material that you need and totally or just keep it to keep to keep the older single issues nearby yeah Absolutely. Cool. Definitely pick up uh, Black Monday Murders. That's, we're reading. We're going to keep continuing with every single series we've talked about so far. Yeah. It's be a first. It's a good week. Um, time to talk about a bit, of a, a bit of a, you know, not so much a bummer, just a very average book. Um, mm. Civil War Two: The Accused, number one. Um, would you say The Accused or The Accused? Definitely I would say The Accused. The accused. <laughs> <laughs> um, written by Mark Guggenheim with um, art by Roman ba- Ramon Barks and Gary Brown. This um, provides backstory and a little bit more on you know proper motives to daredevil's role in the civil war ii trial mm-hmm. um did you need that no i, don't know. I didn't not. um i have not read much I've, I've watched more daredevil than i've read this year mm. which for someone that reads 40 co- books 40 comics a week is very strange so i was like oh cool i'll read a daredevil story and uh, i also picked up daredevil number 10 as well which is my first oh, uh, charles Saul and ron garney book uh, mm. that i've read on their run so far so i'll talk about that next but um yeah, so this is uh, all about because we we were like, why is why is Matt Murdock the you know acting on on this trial? Mm. Why is he the lawyer involved in you know defending not defending uh, what's prosecuting prosecuting uh, Clint Clint Barton aka Hawkeye after he kills Bruce Banner? Um, and they kind of t- let you know why, and and they kind of it's revealed that 
this is the one interesting part out of this is that like you know the big shadowy organization that hires Matt Murdock to to make sure that Clint Barton goes to jail um, is uh, they're basically trying to use this to bring back the registration act. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting, and I wonder if that that theme will come back. Yeah. I in feel Civil like it's War going Two to. again, um, that in itself makes this worth reading if you want to get the most out of Civil War Two. Um, but overall, I mean, it was we've read really great, um, like you know, She Hulk's um, mm-hmm. Charles Sewell, Ch- Charles Sewell's She Hulk run did did uh, incredible legal stuff within it and made it compelling. Whereas this was just like it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. Mark Guggenheim wrote um, a, a book two years ago, a double like two issue kind of mini series of the, called the, the Trial of the Punisher. Oh yeah, which I really liked. Um, but and this kind of hints on a similar similar tone, but wasn't quite as great. I just found it super boring. So there's <laughs> to be that. honest, like it was just like a lot of standing around in courtrooms and like well, that's I mean, fine. Like I mean, I love She-Hulk. I'm I'm totally yeah, down with the courtroom. I think drama. it's boring because we know what happens. We know that yeah, he gets let off. Totally. Like why would you put this out after Clint mm. Barton's already gotten off like weeks ago? Mm. Put it out in the same week, even if we read Civil War two first and then read this immediately after. Mm. I feel like I get a lot more out of it. And instead, it's just like this, like, why did I, why did I read this? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I feel like um, also I just, after after Mark Wade's, you know, brilliant, full of personality version of Matt Murdock, I find this a bit, um, well, he's just a bit dull. Well, exactly. They're, they're, they're mirroring, mirroring the uh, mirroring. It's a great <laughs> mirroring. Every, every day I learn a word that I cannot say. Um, they're trying to mirror the Netflix Daredevil series yeah. more so than... The great shit that Mark Wade was doing. Yeah, I, I find myself so I, I, I'll, I'll go straight from this into um, Daredevil number ten. Yeah, by Charles Soule. I'm interested. Art by Ron Garney. I picked it up because I really enjoy Ron Garney, and I love looking at these covers and going, "Fuck, I should be reading this." Mm. The art is so good in it. It's so just like, and the colors, yeah. and it really they've they've got the mood of the TV series really good. Whether or not you actually care about that being in the comics mm. is up to you. But I just I'm not interested by this like not swashbuckling fun daredevil because i loved that so much in mark and i don't want them to do the same thing but why just pretend it doesn't even exist yeah like like they they retconned him so thoroughly like he no longer has that cool lawyer girlfriend and he's like back being a prosecutor and no one knows he's daredevil again it was just like uh, it's like i get it it's fine and everything but he did like mark way did such good work there that it totally. just feels it feels really like a really shallow version of matt murdoch now because they've yeah. just gone no now he's just exactly like on tv and he's uh i mean the biggest difference though is that uh he's the, his main like friend in this is a, is a new superhero that he's training called blind spot oh yeah and he's not that interesting he's just kind of like a young superhero that's learning stuff we mm-hmm. saw him we read that daredevil and the punisher um issue that that he was yep. in um, in this, they discover someone that paints with blood, which is like pretty interesting concept. And oh, yeah. Actually, that could have fit into um, Mark Wade's run as well. Mm. But it's told just very seriously, very mm. dark. Um, and he's now like, he, there's no Foggy. There's no mm. like, um, who, I can't remember the, girl, the name of the girl that she was, I think McDuffie, someone McDuffie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, like she's gone. There's no love in his life. And, and he's like having to work his way back up the legal system because he's working for someone else and he has apparently fucked up a case. I just, yeah, I, I, it's fine. Yeah. But it's just, it's not as good as I want my Daredevil to be. Daredevil mm. is like one of Marvel's most consistently excellent comics. Mm-hmm. And, this just this was not this was probably my least favorite Marvel comic I read this week. 
yeah, I'm glad I didn't read it. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Marvel comics that we did like later on in the show, but uh, we've got one more number one that oh, you yeah. read to talk through. Um, I also picked up the uh, Labyrinth 30th Anniversary mm-hmm. Special number one. I don't actually know if this is just a one-shot or if this is going to be um, a continuing series. It looks like an anthology, right? Yeah, it's an anthology series of just little short stories with all of your favorite Labyrinth characters. I do not have the same emotional connection <laughs> to Labyrinth. I do not have a favorite <laughs> Labyrinth character. I don't because I can barely remember is, any is, of is them. Is Bowie in this? He's not in any of them, which disappoints me um it's mostly ludo the big that big guy yeah it's, it looks like it's pretty much entirely the um all the jim henson creatures yeah, it's all puppets um and if you if you love labyrinth i think you will love this book because there's some awesome illustrations really really cute short stories um really really brilliant i just don't have the same kind of like ah oh, i love labyrinth because i've only seen it once and it was fun it's just not just not my favorite thing ever um but yeah super worth picking up if you're a fan yeah there's some great great illustrations in this. So would you say that this is not for you? <laughs> I would say this is not for me, but not in the euphemistic sense that we usually mean it. <laughs> um, all right. Heads or tails. Um, so I'm going to say heads is Marvel. All right. Tails is DC. What are we going to talk about next? Tails. What did I say was the tails again? DC. DC. Okay, we're talking about right. DC first. Um, cool. So we had a, a, there was a ton of DC books yeah. out this week. And I feel like I'm saying that because we are pretty much reading every single DC book that comes out this week. Uh, we, I've, we, we've put our order in for this week's comics and uh, we've dropped a whole bunch of them. Yeah. So no more Green Arrow, no more Green Lanterns, no more Justice League, Woo. as we threatened last week. Um, and uh, let's find out if we're going to drop any more. Um, <laughs> let's kick th- things off with uh, Batman Detective Comics number 938 by James Tinian IV and Fantastic Art. By the guy whose name I forget every Alvaro month. Martinez. Alvaro Martinez. Um, and inks by Raul Fernandez. Um, Siobhan, will you be dropping Detective Comics? I won't be. Hell will no. you? It's I so fucking good. love this so much. Oh my God, it's so good. This is, they're, not only are they doing like good Batman universe comics in DC now, mm-hmm. every single one of them feels completely different. Absolutely. They're not reusing tropes. They're not all having the time, although. There's a there's a there is a tie-in event coming up very soon about the Monster Men, mm. which is what uh, Tom King's series is leading towards. But I really like this story in particular. Like using this as a way to kind of bring Cat Kane's world mm-hmm. into all of the Bat world, mm-hmm. um, particularly her father, and you have incredible flashbacks to, you know, when when her her mother and sister died, and you have you know reasons why her father does what he does and just told with such like conviction and mm-hmm. and then the actual action in this comic and the coming together of all these seemingly like you know would never i've never really seen them fight side by side batwoman um red robin or tim drake clayface orphan and um spoiler cassandra kane sorry should we, just, should we just call it Cassandra Kane from now on? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Often is a terrible name. I just, man, I, this is just such a good book. It's such a good book. It is like such good Bat Family comics. It, and it I reminds it. me of when I was like a lot younger and reading Batman yeah. comics for the first time. Doesn't this feel like classic, like well, we're, okay, we're, late we're 90s, pretty young. early 2000s? So I was going to say, like yeah. classic for us is like... Um, like Chuck Dixon. <laughs> yeah, sure. In like No Man's Land. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, 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 it yeah. totally has that feel. And I love I love um, developing the Kate Kane 
Batwoman character as like a sort of army sergeant leader of this team. Like she's the one who trains all the Bat characters so that Batman can actually go and do some shit. Um, and then Batman questions that she, whether or not she's done the right thing and she talks back to him. And Oh, it's so cool it's because so he's good. not her boss. And I know last week I talked about how lame the character of a hacker is. I love this week. hacker kid. There's a hacker in this one. He's real good. He's real good. <laughs> I love him. He wears a Batman. He looks so recognizable and he's such a little... Little, little shit. Little douche. Yeah. But you totally get him because he's a Batman fan. And so you're like, oh, I understand you, but you've missed the whole... He's yeah. like, I he like is Batman like, too. He's like Zack Snyder because he's like, I love Batman. You know what would make Batman cooler? If he had guns. <laughs> you uh, missed the point of Batman. Yeah. This was um, just a great issue. And I, I think when this... When this trade comes out, it, like this is the probably the easiest to recommend mm. Batman story happening right now, just because mm. it is just so action packed and fast paced. Mm. But I haven't seen something like this in in the Bat world in a long time. No, and it's so fun, and it, I love Clayface on the team. Also, what a, what a genius addition! It's so much more enjoyable to read a comic in which the Bat family wants to and does work alongside Batman, yeah. instead of pushing themselves away from it, which is what they did for the entire New Fifty Two mm-hmm. run. I, I don't see any interest in the breaking up of the Bat family. That's so boring to me. So boring. Just have them work together and team up in crazy and fun ways. Yeah, I yeah. liked like that was all my favorite stuff from um, like. Black Mirror and Scott Snyder's really early Batman stuff when it was all about like we're a family and exactly like, yeah yeah you know these are my sons and we work together yes. and stuff and that was that was amazing yeah this is a great comic and I cannot so wait good. until they do a um uh, an issue that focuses mostly on Clayface mm. um and, and Cascade too yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassandra they, they both have really great moments in here mm-hmm. Cascade takes on uh, like you know dozens of of soldiers and defeats them all with a smile on her face and Clayface transforms into a bridge. So cool. Good one, <laughs> um, yeah. Great very series. Genius. Very, very good book. Yeah. Great. And also just great character development for everyone. I'd like to see a little bit more Tim Drake because at the moment he's just like a bit of a sassy I think hacker though, Batman. Yeah. Robin characters. So. Totally. But he also like, yeah, I mean, he, he, he has like a, a nemesis in this weird hacker kid. Yeah. And they're both trying to one up each other. I think that's an interesting trope. I, don't, totally. I think that, you know, like, I mean, in a way, you are doing things right if you finish every episode, every issue of a of a team book, and you're like, "Oh, I wish I saw more mm. of this character." Hopefully, totally. that will happen next week. Instead of going like, "Oh, god damn it, this character just feels wasted." It's mm. Not what we're saying at all. Like, yeah, no one feels like I don't feel like anyone is disserviced by this series. Like everyone is getting good time. They're doing good character development for everyone. They're making Kate into something so so cool, which is so exciting. Ah, yeah, yep. I love it. Really great. Really brilliant. New Superman number two by Glenn, Glenn Ewan Yang. Is that, I always fuck his name up because I, I, I hate that. I wish they Gene. would say Gene. God damn it, Glenn. What's wrong with me? Gene <laughs> uh, Luan Yang um, and uh, art by um, Victor Bogdanovich. Um, this is like such a, I, I would say breath of fresh air, but I kind of thoroughly enjoyed all the DC comics mm. this year. Well, besides it's tiny few um but this just does it doesn't feel like a dc book yeah all. i know right it's just he's just have, he's got his own little kind of playground and he can just do whatever the fuck he wants his playground is china yeah yeah <laughs> so it's not really <laughs> it's a little massive. playground at all um basically china are making their own justice league mm-hmm. because uh they just you know want to one-up america as much as they can mm-hmm. um and uh- hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, they've recruited this bully. Uh, to be their Superman, they've already got a a, a, a tubby Batman and a uh, oh, ruthless tubby Wonder Batman Woman. Might be my favorite. Yeah, uh, and uh, this jerk Superman is just unhinged and like you know very just, self self obsessed and he just seems like a mad hormonal teen. Yeah, it's who has perfect. a difficult relationship with his dad. Yeah, so it's like you know it's this is a, this is a comedy book, mm. um, and DC should have more of those for sure. Uh, it plays with tropes that we know about these characters really really well and transcends them mm-hmm. and the threat that they're facing is just feels entirely new um in this he superman loses his powers and doesn't realize why but then he fires he, he fights someone whose powers happen to be that he shoots sunbeams and he, in doing that he recharges new superman's powers um he, at the end of this book he then reveals that he who, he who his secret identity is and that he's the new superman so you know, this is entirely different to anything we've seen Superman do before. And this is, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I recommend this one really highly to totally. anyone that wants to read a super fun, lighthearted Superman book. And you don't need to know anything about the multiple Lois Lanes or anything no, like no, that to no. enjoy this book. Yeah. It's just a, like, totally separate book that plays around with the fun idea of Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman. And it's so cool. I love this. I love this Chinese Wonder Woman. She's yeah, so cool. Absolutely. Um Man, such a good book. This is it's really good. This is on my hot recommend recommendations list. Oh, and I just realized that she looks. Oh my god, I feel like the also sorry, just the design of the Wonder Woman is very like in silhouette. She looks exactly like Sailor Moon <laughs> with her two two ponytails and, and yeah, two yeah. pigtails. Anyway, that's cool. Pigtails, sorry. Lot lot. The, to like I just had a daughter. Story. I should learn what uh, female hairstyles are called. Yeah, yeah. Um, braiding afterwards. Definitely, I can't braid. I, my my wife um, after after going through labor. Um, and, and delivering our baby while she was feeding her baby, um, like you know, minutes after giving birth, she was like, "Can you put my hair into a ponytail?" And I was like, "Ugh," <laughs> and I just felt in- unbelievably useless. Cause yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to do it if you've never had to do it before. My dad used to struggle a lot. It was pretty um, cute. She gave me a lesson. I'm going to get better. I'll, nice. I'll give you, I'll give everyone updated and how I how I have a t- tiny ponytails. Uh, the Flash number four by uh, Josh Williamson and um, filling in for. Um, uh, Camine Di Giorno Domenico. I had every I had an opportunity to not try and fuck his name up this week, and I just took it anyway. Whatever. That was good. Is uh, Neil Goog? Um, That's a good name. Yeah, Goog. Gooch. That's what we used to call pingers back in the day. Googs. Nice. nice. Um, first drug reference on serious issues. What up? <laughs> um, 
So this is just continuing the uh, pretty fun story about everyone in Central City getting flash powers. Flash Island. Um, and basically, yeah, Flash Island. <laughs> um, and that they're all kind of connected. When, when they all run together, they are connected in a speed force. Mm. And uh, you can overpower or you can work together while you're mm. kind of connected in that way. And I like the basic concept of like you can also steal someone's speed by running faster than them. Yeah. That's pretty fun. And that like... That I just feel like that means we're going to get a bunch of fun races, which is really cool. Definitely. Um, the biggest thing about this book, and this is no slight on Neil Goog's art at all, mm-hmm. but there are there's a, he, they fight in the end uh, an incredible speed force monster mm. who is made up of millions of curvy, intricate lines mm. while they fight him with uh, powers of speed that they shoot from their fists. Um, and I, you know what I was thinking? This book would be a 12 out of 10 if it was drawn by the one and only Tradmore. If anyone should, like, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" All I want totally in this world is is for Tradmore to draw a flash book because his work on Ghost Rider with, and he also he's going to be doing a backup story in the new Ghost Rider series, oh, which is so sick. Um, so that's like the original Ghost Rider creative team back working um, on the, that original. version of the game. Well, from that <laughs> the Robbie um, Robbie, the Robbie Reyes, Reyes. Yeah, yeah. who's my favorite Ghost Rider. Um, but yeah, holy moly! I read. Be... I actually read recently because I was like, I'm going to read every single Jason Aaron book, and oh, I yeah. have now. Oh, nice, congrats! Um, but uh. I read um, his Ghost Rider stuff is oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, see, I've just, like, I say it's my favorite Ghost Rider comic. It's the only Ghost Rider comic <laughs> I've ever read. Um, and I just feel like other Ghost Rider comics look too, like, cool and metal for me. And sure just n- not for me. But um, I really like the Robbie Reyes stuff. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he should totally draw. Yeah, please. Book. Yeah. Hashtag make Trad more draw the Flash again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, um, the Flash gets a big old kiss at the end yeah. of this uh, issue. And, and I mean, I like, I'm such a such a purist, kiss, kiss fan. Such a kiss fan. I love, I love a good smooch in my book. But I just wish, I just wish he could just have the Iris relationship. But I know, I know that's just me being, me yeah. being pedantic. But it's fine. Someone who's not Iris kisses Barry, which is fucked. <laughs> Fuck this comic. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Um, this is a fun series. I'm it glad. I'm glad reading this one. I will not be dropping this one. Me neither. Yay for the Flash! I love that the Flash is cool again. Oh, I might drop this one. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number two. I liked this one. Yeah, I like it because Guy Gardner is about to do some cool shit, and I yeah. love Guy Gardner. But I am not interested in the Hal Jordan Sinestro stuff one bit. I just want the Green Lantern Corps to come back from wherever they are yeah. and just kick everyone's butts. I think I just, um, I just really like Robert Sandoval's art on this. The art's cr- he draws such a good like square jawed classic Americana Hal Jordan that I was really into. But I just like, I don't know, put Hal Jordan in a plane and every now and then he can fly and be like, hey, nice work team. And then everyone else just be like, because like, there, there are scenes in this. So basically like the, the, the ongoing thing of this is that the Green Lantern Corps has gone missing. Mm. And um, so half this book, or not even half, like a third of this book is the, all the Green Lantern Corps, like John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kilowog, um, all those great the guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's kind of not really said where um, Kyle Rayner is at the moment. Um, but I, 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 so the the majority of this is um, Sinestro kind of finding out that that Hal is back, and then Hal Jordan trying to find his team by I don't know beating up Yellow Lanterns. I just kind of I don't know. I just want them to be reunited and just be a like a fun, happy team again. I know. <laughs> I'm so lame. <laughs> I think my favorite. I loved all that um, Green Lantern stuff. Do you remember when <laughs> Guy had a bar on Oa? Yes, that was the coolest. That was the greatest. That was so fun. I love that stuff. That what was, was awesome. Guy's when he stopped being a lantern? He and he became 
Uh, I've got to, I've got to look, look, look this one up. It was like Warrior or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Warrior yeah. and then you had and like... He had crazy paint, like tattoo powers or yes. something like that. Like So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I definitely read like 20 of those issues. Though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love Guy Gardner. He's the best character. Like I think that anyone who read um, Justice League International at a formative time in their life mm. just loves Guy Gardner because he was such a like... He's just a unrepentant dick. dick, but not in the same way that Deathstroke is a dick. Like no. he's like he's like this goofy dick. Same as he's more like the new Superman is yeah. like a goofy dick. Like Guy Gardner would like use his ring to make himself like sexy babes and stuff like that. <laughs> like that's the kind of dick that he is. And it was so cool, like how much character development he had in that book and like his relationship with Ice and all that kind of stuff. Um, that now doesn't even matter. Not the drug. That's not another no. serious issue's drug reference. <laughs> it's a character called Ice. Yes. Who is made of ice. That wasn't I I like that though. Yeah, that was, that was cute. A, yeah, yeah. They were a cute couple. Um yeah. I I'm, I'm gonna stick with this because I'm I know that the Greenland and Core will come back and I wanna read Greenland stuff and Greenland yeah. sucks just sucks. So This is probably like I would say this is the best of the Greenland. At least books. at worst this is just kind of boring instead of just being But it looks real pretty. It looks real pretty, that's true. And if you're a Sinestro fan, I'd love for you in here. Yeah. I am a Sinestro fan. I think he's a I good am generally. Villain. I just kind of I like him better when he's getting punched. <laughs> yeah. Um let's look about Superman action comics. We kind of already did. Um but uh yeah, we kind of said everything we need to already say about this. It's good. There's a lot going on. But they're still fighting Doomsday. Uh, finally, he's, he gets subdued. Yeah. And it looks like they're going to reveal um, who who kind of put all this together pretty soon. Yeah. So, that's fun. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. Anyway. Wonder Woman number four. <laughs> Maybe the best book that came out this week. Oh, my God. I had such a, like, unbelievably, like, emotional response to this book that I had to then reread it to just be like, was I just really tired? Like, was it as good as I thought it was and it's just it's so good so greg rucker <sighs> with nicholas scott uh, as you know um, wonder woman is being split up into two half story two stories so issues one three five etc are kind of like the, the the story set in the now mm-hmm. and then uh, nicholas scott draws the the even issues which are uh wonder woman year one like an, another origin story of wonder woman um if you recall um we've, we've actually reviewed um Wonder Woman Earth One, written by um, Grant Morrison mm-hmm. um, and art by Yannick Paquette. Um, but before Grant Morrison was given that job, it was meant to be Greg Rucker. And that was one of the big reasons that he quit mm. DC, Was I think, I think. If, if the rumors are true. Mm. So it looks like we're getting, this is the origin story that he wanted to tell in, in Earth One. Instead, we're just having it part of the main universe, which I think is great. Yeah. Whole, uh, man, it's this, so good. And like, I'm enjoying the... Um, the, the the odd issues as well, but not on the same level as this. I mean, a huge part of that is just because I think Nicholas Scott is the best artist we working just, at DC today. Like we don't deserve her. Like she's so good. And, and oh, just, but like classic, like yeah, incredible storyteller, beautiful figures, and just like so much emotion yeah. in every face, and like tiny, oh man, tiny little physical changes like these three panels because this is basically like the we find out why she leaves paradise island or yep. mascara um issue so this is a big this is a big issue and you can feel how much thought greg rucker has put into this and how much work he does and, not waste a panel oh like, my god yeah. there is not a panel wasted and like this three panel um series where hippolyta tells Diana that they're going to be holding the competition and that the person who wins will have to leave and not be able to ever come back and just seeing like her hear that 
her posture change and then her posture change again once she's decided that yeah she's gonna enter like just it totally gave me chills you know like absolutely um there is i think the strongest panel in this is that they basically like there's a big kind of yeah competition to 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 see who will go back with steve um Trevor. Be their um, gift to man's world, to yeah, be their to, protector. Yeah, exactly. To, oh, I love that aspect ah, of it too. That, so good. That, that, that man's world is not invading Paradise Island. Mm-hmm. Rather, it is coming to them for help. They yeah. need they need uh, an Amazon to, to protect them. Um, and uh, there's a brilliant bit, like an incredible fierce competition in which they introduce the man's weapon. They, they find a gun on Steve Trevor. And uh, they to basically have to, the women have to protect themselves against this weapon so yeah the final three who are like hippolyta and I, I, that's the first time i ever realized that you should not pronounce her name hippolyta <laughs> <laughs> um hippolyta fires the gun at, at at the three you know amazons in the lead last of which is diana um and uh you know the the first two all get shot mm-hmm. um i don't think they die luckily i think they're immortal so. um of course yeah yeah Steve is very, part very of, Steve is very upset about yeah. them. Uh, part of the big thing is that Diana will lose her immortality by leaving Paradise Island. It's just like it just—it made me genuinely emotional because you really feel the strength of like the sacrifice that she does, and she does so willingly to be like man's world's protector. Like yeah. you can really like you feel like oh my god, she's so brave and so like strong and so kind, and it's just un- yeah. unbelievable. But so in the build-up, they uh, they. In, in this competition, they, they, they show the first contestant uh, raise one arm to try and defect, deflect the bullet and she ends up getting shot in the shoulder. Um, and then the second one kind of holds her, holds her like arms together, mm-hmm. just, you know, similarly to how Wonder Woman's classic pose is. And um, it, it ricochets off her, off her arm band and then into her stomach. And then instead of, I just love that instead of, you, you see... Hippolyta, like, you know, say, parry my shot as she aims a gun at her daughter. And you can see the pain in her eyes. It's just crazy. And and the the final panel is just Wonder Woman holding her arms mm-hmm. up close beneath her chin in her classic Wonder Woman pose. And then it skips to the next scene. Because you know that, of course, she fucking deflected Obviously. it. Obviously. Like, you can and see it in her eyes how much she's like, Yeah, she's ready I to do this. this. This is her destiny. And I just thought that was such a powerful... It was so powerful in that they didn't... Like, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. We don't need to see it. No. That, that's so much powerful to not see it. To just know that, you know... Yeah. She knows Diana's what to do and she's done this. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this issue so much. This, is, this is like... This has got to be like on the issue of the year kind of list. Like, this is so What are they going to do with, with trades? I don't know. I, gonna... hope, I really hope they do collect them separately. Yeah, because um, I, I don't want to, like, you know, shit yeah. on the other ones. But no, no, no. this is just so goddamn good. Yeah, like, but they're both so goddamn good. I want to read them both uninterrupted. Yeah, sure. Um, but and this is probably my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, in the next, in, in when, we, when we reach issue number six... Um, we see her um, attend. Oh, I love that Steve going like I don't, I don't know how you guys made my my plan invisible, but <laughs> um, I like that they just kind of skip over that and just yeah, like invisible but- planes. That's why it's there. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, she's going to enter man's world, which is very exciting. I also love that her and Steve Trevor can't understand each other yet. Mm, yeah, and there's just like a like an understanding between them, and mm. so awesome, mm, so powerful. It's so good, guys. 
So the final DC book that we're going to be talking about is The Flintstones, <laughs> number two. Feels like such a jarring change. Um, this one is uh, written by Mark Russell, who uh, also wrote Prez. Did you know that? Yeah, I did then. Um, and uh, Arts by Steve Pooh. Uh, this is tr- not troubling. I really enjoy this, I know, but I feel right? like an idiot and a real turkey no, for enjoying it. Like, I think it's good. Like, A, Steve Pugh is, like, fucking a genius at physical comedy, and I love his, like, redesigns of the characters and how sort of big and weird and chunky everything is. Yeah. I'm very into that. You love chunk. I, lo- I really do. What's wrong with me? Um, but it's just, it's just really... It's really fun, and it's not subtle. It's, like, very oh. openly satirical and, like... This one's all about consumerism and all the people of Bedrock have started buying crap. But it's actually, like, it's funny. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. They've done no, a good the job. The joke's land, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to the art. Yeah, the art's fantastic. Especially when he's drawing all the weird and wonderful, you know, animals and creatures that mm-hmm. assist the Flintstones in their own way. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, of all of the of all of the DC um, and Hanna-Barbera yeah. comics that have come out this year that, you know, have intended to modernize... Uh, you know, the, the, even the issues of Future Quest that I enjoyed didn't really feel like a modernization. It just no. kind of felt like the coming together of all those heroes. Um, Wacky Races is disgusting. Um, <laughs> Scoob, Spoo, Scooby Apocalypse is just a like it should not exist. It's, it's a, a fever dream of some fifty-year-old man-child. Yeah, seventy-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, of all the ones to really nail it, like the Flintstones, because I mean, you know, Flintstones was this really broad parody of mm. of a uh, daily life when it was created in the fifties. And they're mo- by modernizing it, they're just making it a parody, a broad parody of of today. And you know, you even have you know the, the, the things that they're satirizing aren't necessarily things that you know that they feel like you know ten, twenty years old. Mm. But we haven't had new Flintstones episodes since then. I mean, you could count the shitty movies, but they didn't really do oh, a very I do. good. Okay, sure, <laughs> I go right ahead. But like you know, you have like you know um, satire of like pyramid schemes and and, mm. and rap music and. And religion, and, yeah. and like, and it's all really, really broad. And you kind of, kind of, you can kind of see jokes coming from a mile away, but it's still done really just, well. Yeah, and it's just kind of funny, and they've done a they've done a good job. And even though it is like very broad, and you like, we don't necessarily need you to spell out like why consumerism is bad, but it's still it's still funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still good. They I'm, still do a good job. I'm on board this comic. I like this. Yeah. I, I, I was not expecting to enjoy the uh, the Flintstones comic out of the most out of all, all four yeah, of these uh, new titles. Not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I knew I was going to hate Scooby Apocalypse. That's about all I knew. Yeah, going just from in. the name, I knew I was going to hate that. Um, I also love any opportunity to make dumb caveman references in, like, products and brands. And the cover does not disappoint. Um, you have, like, Rock Martins. and uh, Oscar Della Raptor. And, like, instead of Ugg boots, you just have Ugg. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Amanda even puts a... Amanda Connor, who's on the cover, even puts her own name in there as a, a box of Connorverse shoes. Oh, Pretty cute. Um, so that's all the DC books we read this week, aka I think every DC book that came out this week. Yeah, geez. Um, are we dropping anyone? No, we're not. I'm actually not. God oh, damn it! <laughs> all right, let the stack nice. continue to build. Um, over to Marvel now. Um, I think we we should definitely kick off with. Uh, what do you want? Do we want to talk about the Vision first. Yeah, we let's talk, talk about, about the Vision okay, first. So the Vision is a book that we've never sung the praises of before. That's a lie. We do it every time it comes out. Tom King, Gabrielle Walter, and Jordi Belair on. Uh, the probably the best book of the year, the best superhero book of the year. Like why they're even letting Tom King do this to the vision after he's just been like, you know, such a celebrated part of the cinematic universe this year. It's got to end somewhere like 
Amazing. What do you do with the vision after this? Like, he's about to, like, break, bust into a jail and do something fucked up. Like, hey. are they just going to reprogram him after this? I, I kind of would be okay with it. I, I, I don't mind if this doesn't necessarily tie into the greater Marvel universe yeah, after the story finishes. Yeah, I'm so finishes. fine with this just existing on its own. But it looks like it's going to tie in, like, because, you know, Viv, his, his daughter, is going to be in that Champions book that Mark mm. Wade's writing. Um, so, who knows who, who kind of lives and survives this, but it's obvious that the Vision and Viv will. Um, will the dog? I don't know. I hope so. Um, Let's have another like pet, the pet Avengers with like Lockjaw and Tippy, yes, <laughs> the Vision perfect. Dog, and um, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you, 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 this is just a big kind of, I don't know, like a, a, a almost hinting at what life in in the Burbs is like, I guess, mm. like in what day to day life for people that you know, have to go to work and answer to other people and come back and try and make their family work. A lot and also of, just the vision mourning his son, which is so like... So tragic. So tragic. Also because in the, and, and talking about how difficult some of these tasks are from like mourning to day-to-day routines are when you are a robot mm. who is, you know, incapable of, of emotion. Um, and just the, the, the world around them and his interactions with the Avengers who have now like basically locked the vision and his family in their house while they try and work out what to do about the situation that they're in. And, uh, you know, he ultimately causing the thing that they have, yeah, they were set out to, to stop obviously as, as always happens in these things. Yeah. And, um, just like tragic replaying scenes of the of interactions that he's had with his son in which he ignores his son because he has to be on call for the Avengers you know, you kind of you you understand why why the vision is so angry at them, and that he's just kind of viewed as this machine instead mm. of you know an equal. And being allowed to like have a family and have a life and be in control of that. Yeah. And the 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 scene where he and um Viv pray. Yeah. So, oh god, that was so amazing. perfectly done. But yeah. Mm. Ah man. This is like the, the, the comic book of, of, a, of a master writer. You know it what really I mean? Is. Like not someone that's written like four stories. It's just crazy. Four great ones. I don't like, sorry, I don't want to undersell what Tom King's done, but it's just, this is, it just feels like, like the masterwork of something that by someone who's been working in comics for decades. Totally. He understands the form so, so thoroughly. He's clearly like, it's nice when someone is a real fan and like obviously loves comics, but also has like enough sort of professional writing skill and natural talent to be able to do something really special. Yeah, and um, you know, while there is a lot of tragedy on the pages in this book, and there have been in every issue, the real tragedy here is that once this series is over, that's it for Tom King and Marvel mm. for years and years. But maybe he'll write a Red Tornado book. Oh yeah, sure. Just do this again with Red yeah. Tornado. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I'd read that. I would. Ah, oh, man, what a great, we're perfect, perfect. This is like a 10. Every issue of this has pretty much been 10 out of 10. It really you know, is. He does so many different things with each one of them. Yeah. I don't know how, how, how much more praises I can sing of this, but like, how look forward. How many more issues does it Two have? Two more. Two more issues. Oh, man. We've we got to sing up, save up some praises for that final issue. Yeah. Unless yeah. it ends terribly. Oh, what God, if Tom that... King just can't land an ending? Have we, has he ended anything so um, far? Amiga Man? Amiga Man ended Did he wrap really that up well. really well? Really, really All well. Right. Don't worry about that. I learned about this, the, the spoils of war. <laughs> um, another Marvel book that I really enjoyed this week that was completely different, the all-new, all-different Avengers um, annual, mm. first annual that they've done, um, the fan fiction world of Ms. Marvel. So an anthology that's kind of held together by when we were introduced to Kamala Khan before she was given her powers, uh, she was 
like a fan of the Avengers to the point where she would write fan fiction mm-hmm. and would cosplay as different Avengers and was in role-playing games in which she would play different Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we see her kind of re-enter this world as she logs on to check a fan fiction website, search for Avengers story and finds that um, someone has written a love triangle story between her, Miles Morales and um, Nova. Nice. And uh, so she writes to the admin, who turns out to be Phil Coulson, um, and uh, and demands that it get taken down. Because Ms. Uh, Marvel would never do that, all no. right, guys. And then uh, she uh, then kind of reads a bunch of other stories. And so we have like a super fucking funny um, story written by Mark Wade. And like, just, I mean, like, Mark Wade is, has many, many caveats in like, you know, his abilities as a writer. Mm. But you forget how funny he can be. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we see it month to month in Archie, but this was like, she just basically writes a straight up comedy book mm-hmm. drawn by none other than Chip Zdarsky. So nice to see him drawing something. Uh, drawing superheroes yeah. at that. Like, um, cool. uh, and uh, basically, like this hilariously sexist yeah. uh, team up of, of Ms. Marvel and uh, the original um, Captain Marvel. The, well, actually, yeah, the, like, basically, like uh, Captain Marvel and then. Um, Carol Danvers and and Ms. Marvel teaming up, but basically being told that she should like <laughs> make cupcakes for everyone so they like her more as a woman and uh, and just the panel at the bottom of each page as you see her getting like progressively more angry and the last one is just her face on fire because yeah. she's so angry. Really funny, really really well really excellent story. And then we get like a pretty sweet um, Adventures of She Hulk by um, what's her name? Natasha again? Allegri. Yes, and she's written, you know, um, done. Be and Puppycat is her big thing. And she did an, an issue of uh, Patsy Walker recently oh, yep. too. Yes, she did. Um, and that's super cute and funny. It's basically that that classic kind of, um, uh, you know, comic character versus the pencil mm-hmm. um, trope, which is which is oh, I, I always find really entertaining in small yeah. doses, and this is really really fun and sweet. Um, then we get like a almost like a Ducktales kind mm. of uh, adventure featuring Ms. Marvel as a snake, Hiss Marvel, <laughs> which is kind of funny, I guess. Um, and there's a Squirrel Girl versus Miss Marvel, Ms. Marvel, written by Faith Erin Hicks, who I love. Um, and uh, that, that's probably that's another really great highlight of uh, just them taking on impossible powers that you never knew that they had, and it turns out they're playing a video game. Super duper fun, and then uh, finally you get a um, a story about. What it was is like a, a, a basically a, a someone who pretends that they've had a meeting with Ms. Marvel, writing about all the oh, things yeah. that she did with him by like Scott Kurtz. Yeah, really funny. <clears throat> a lot of love. You find out in the end that the the love triangle one was written by none other than Miles Morales. So I hope that like is foreshadowing some cute romance yeah, to come I mean, in champions. They kind of already have like a little flirty thing yeah, going on. Pretty I'm fun, into it. fun stuff. Very cute. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like annuals are hit and miss, and this was just all hits. And such a like, you know, at a time when the main sort of focus of the Marvel universe is it's quite like, oh, fucking hate each other. Yeah, 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 like this was a really like really nice breath of fresh air. Really funny. Yeah, um, enjoyed it a lot. A good good reason to bring up uh, all new, uh, all different Avengers uh, thirteen, which tied in a Civil War, particularly Vision's role in Civil War. Um, Actually, it wasn't really about Civil War 2 at all, was no, it? it just no, it used Ulysses as like a... Oh, that's right. Find this information out for me. And then yep. it's pretty much just the Vision trying to take down Kang. Yeah, by, by basically like removing him as a threat by like killing, killing him as a baby. Which I, it's, always, it's always frustrating with like 
characters like I'm trying to think of who the DC equivalent is, but that sort of time traveling character where it's like, oh, we'll just go back even further into. Oh, but Kang's great. I mean, I feel like yeah, any goofy time travel stories involving Kang, I I love. I think Mm. that that he's such a classic stupid villain. Yeah, (laughs) Um, who's just like way too powerful and can always outbester them all, and it has to take all of them working together to to better him. Um, but this was a really enjoyable story. It was good fun. Um, basically, like Vision traveling through time to try and uh, find out the origins of Kang and, and, and find him as a child. And we don't know what he's going to do next. Mm. It's a cool book. And I really enjoyed... But he does seem to take the child. I enjoyed the Cubit art a lot in this. And, um, I, I, and I'm not normally a big yeah, fan not my of favorite, but, Cubit. But good. Fine. Not your favorite Cubit? No, not, you're an well, Andy Not Cubit. my favorite yeah, yeah. Cubit. Um, well, Joe I mean, Cubert, Joe is obviously everyone's favorite. Um, but no, this was also good. the video game Cubert. Yes, <laughs> real good fun. Um, did you read Spider Man Deadpool number eight? Oh goodness, no. Okay, um, this was uh, you is read it- the last one. I mean, you read the seven, but this is like a, a finale of the kind of big story that they've been building up to, and um, it kind of pulls back on the comedy and a bit more action and drama. Uh, I don't love it, but. I'm still going to keep reading it, I guess. I guess if you like both of those characters. I don't, but I'm still reading this. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Looks like Wade, Wade Wilson isn't gross by the end of it. He's got his, he's got his nice skin Oh, he's skin got a handsome face back. Sure. Huh, but it's Ed, Ed, I mean, it's Ed McGuinness on this. I do love Ed McGuinness. And Joe Kelly is very good at writing dumb, jokey Deadpool and dumb, mm. jokey Spider-Man. So, yeah. I mean, it, it is like, it's the best you're going to get of these characters together, I think. Yeah, totally. Um Black Panther number five. Yeah. Uh, Tanahisi Coates and uh, Chris Sprouse coming in this time. Brian Stelfreeze is uh, taking a break. Who well, I think did some really, really nice work. Good job, Chris Sprouse. Yeah. You draw um, a handsome T'Challa. I enjoy... I'm, 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 I'm more on board this series than I was after last issue. Mm. Not the last oh, issue was good. bad, but I, I, it's finally grabbing me. It is... Especially after reading... Um, Hickman's book this week. Yeah. Um, this was like considerably less dense. This made like Hickman's book, The Black Monday Murders, made this look like a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is a dense, heavy book and it, like it's been a lot of build up and a lot of stuff about politics and that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm finding it super compelling and super rewarding. If you know. Yeah. I mean, like, the easiest way for me to get more involved is kind of make this, uh, bring in more of the Marvel Universe. Mm. And so it doesn't feel like its own thing that completely separate from it all. So you have like, um, uh, what are they? People from um, like the count. Basically, they're they're, they're a collection of counter evolutionary minds on the planet, um, like the, the the most successful. Um, so all these basically bad guys from all throughout the um, the Marvel universe. So Simcaria, Santo Marco, Madripoor. Alberia and Genosha. Mm. Um, Genosha. Is it Genosha or Genosha? I've always said Genosha, but um, And I, I, I like anything that kind of... It, make, it just makes it feel more more familiar. Yeah. And yeah. also one of my favourite characters uh, who never really gets used besides in Hickman's New Avengers stuff, New Hickman's Avengers run, um, Manifold, mm. the Australian Aboriginal um, superhero who can teleport. I just wait, yeah. Is in this. I mean, I know it's hard because... There's probably not that much information out there for for Americans, but I just wish I wish they would do a little bit more research in terms of Indigenous Australians before just randomly chucking in a character in body paint. But I I still like the character. And I think yeah, is he is he in body paint? It's kind of like he's a always suit in face that, paint. It's, a, it's a suit that replicates body paint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he is like 
<laughs> like the least offensive He's indigenous Australian the character. Least offensive. Yeah, definitely. Except for maybe, do you remember in 52? Because no, we obviously talk about that way too much. But the guy who put um, Red Tornado back together. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. That was a good job. How about Red Tornado in 52? 52 is so good, guys. Read 52. Just really read it. So good. Um, so yeah, Black Panther Five is uh, is it's, it's I'm, I'm getting sucked into this story. Um, yeah, we're gonna get a spin off story um quite soon too. So yeah, about the um the female sort the two of two rebels. Yeah, who are very cool characters, and I'm I'm super psyched that he's brought in. Yeah, I think this is um this is a good one. It's gonna be it's building up to something big, and I think it'll also um read really well in trade. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Um, Darth Vader number 24, the penultimate issue of uh, Kieran Gillen and Salvador La Roca's big Darth Vader run. I uh, didn't read it. You didn't read it? Because um, I'm tired of Darth Vader. Well, you've got one more issue to go. Jeez. Nah. Never enough in a long <laughs> haul, are you? you never. You, you'd never want to read the end of any series. I just series. don't. Um, <clears throat> this uh, <laughs> took a very, very brave choice and flashed back to episode three, one of the oh. prequels. Goodness um, gracious. About two thirds of the comic wow. um, in which uh, Darth Vader, his armor and robotics get shut down by Silo. And um, uh, he basically, um, you, you, you go into d- the mind of Darth Vader and you have like an Anakin's memories versus the the character of Darth Vader mm. in which he kind of like just, you know, he, he convinces Obi-Wan to throw him into lava and destroy him. And then he emerges, Anakin dies and, Darth Vader emerges from the, from from the uh, from the fire and kills Obi Wan and then just kills everybody and then he uh, basically gets control of his armor again by the by the end of the issue um, kills Silo and says never doubt the power of the Force. Nice. Yeah, pretty great. Nothing is impossible for the Force. And uh, while that happens, you have. Um, uh, what's that awesome, what's her name, uh, Dr. Afra, who's mm-hmm. been popping up in the Star Wars series and in the Darth Vader series. She uh, breaks in and is now uh, coming up and in front of the Emperor. So mm. this was clearly going to be her end in the next issue as well. <laughs> uh, pretty fun stuff going on. I'm looking forward to the final issue of this series. It's been a pretty fun ride. Yeah, cool. Empress issue five. You stopped reading this, I stopped didn't you? reading it. I just... I've- Fully given up. Who it cares? Lo- it looks so good. Nah, I don't even care. Mike Millar and was it uh, worth it? Stuart Immonen. Um, <laughs> it just it moves really really fast and it's it can incredibly quick read. So I'll never like. It's not like yeah. I'm like oh god this again because I mean I above any above all it's just disappointing that it's two incredible creators doing something that's just Super way too average. quickly paced and you don't really care about any of the characters even though they all look really handsome and colorful mm. um i mean what's happened are they still just running yes yeah, the baby just, end yeah, up just, dying yep um did the baby die no no the oh. baby's fine but no. they're, they're like they're the, the children are separated from the main main team and they are being held hostage in a uh, like a spaceship full of junk but because the kid's a genius he like makes a big laser out of the junk and then the daughter ends up fighting them, but then the ship blows up. Oh my god! To be continued. I think that's what annoys me the most about this is just really, really lazy cliffhanger mm. moments. Like, oh, now and now they're dead. Like, yeah. Like you know that beast is gonna just ate the baby. Now yeah, it's gonna for happen. sure that like, definitely happened. Um. So. So they're definitely dead in space. Yeah. It's 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 just like you know you you read this and compare it to like you know the Walking Dead cliffhangers or the um, Paper Girls cliffhangers, and mm-hmm. it's just like. 
doesn't hold a candle to no, it. It really doesn't. That cliffhanger in last week's paper goals was so amazing. Yeah, oh my God, so good. Um, but uh, the worst thing about Empress number five mm-hmm. um, is that the final page of this comic reveals that there's a new series of Kick-Ass and a new series yeah. of Hit Girl coming out. Um, Art on a Hit Girl comic is by Raphael Albuquerque. Oh. Um, and Ramita Jr. is doing Kick-Ass, the new girl with Mark Miller. Um, I... I'm bummed that we, I'm going to have to at least give the first issue of those a little look in. Mm, yeah, I, n- I never read. I never read the, the, the Kickass three. Me neither. So. I don't think I read Kickass two. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's one that they base the movie off. But then the, the actual final page is the is the, is the tease for um, Mark Millar's comic with Greg Capullo, which uh, should be fun. Yeah, I... it's like a space space um, comic with a, a girl with a gun. Yeah, which is what Empress is about, and that wasn't disappointing at all. Anyway. <laughs> Empress, number five. Uh, I'm still going to read it for the next two issues because then, and then it's over, which is just bizarre. Yeah. Weird. Not really working super well. Did you read Did you read Scarlet Witch? Or no, but I am, catching up, I am catching up on Scarlet Witch so I can read it alongside you. Um, this issue of Scarlet Witch is mostly of note because it has art by the um, brilliant Joelle Jones, who we spoke about last week. Who, with Lady um, Killer. With Lady Killer. Um, this is mostly an issue that deals with like Wanda and her weird relationship with her brother, Pietro. Is AKA that Quicksilver. Yeah, Pietro. Why are there so many Pietros? Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Piotr, who is... Who's Piotr? Um, oh, oh, Peter. Colossus. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Not Piotr. <laughs> that's how you, that's how you read it. Really? <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is mostly like emotions and talking heads and it's fine. Whatever. Um, it ties into Civil War 2. Yeah, I, now it's uh, which, tying which into is a, Which War is a, 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 like of all series, Scarlet Witch shouldn't have because it's all like these, you know, artistic one shots almost. Yeah, especially like, and also I don't know if this is the only issue where it, she's tying in. I think it actually is because the big thing in this is um, her brother is trying to force her to be a part of the conflict and she's like, no, 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 no. I just want nothing to do with this. This isn't my fight. I'm not involved. Right. So I think that that's, the, I think that's actually going to be the only issue that ties in, which There's is a cool. few. I mean, th- this week coming up, there are a few of our favorite series that, that have their tie-in issues and like Mockingbird and Spider-Woman. So hopefully they're just, you know, one and done's and that's that. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, I also read the latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, which is like, it's so, it's, it's cool having Dan Slott have, written spider-man like, for so like long seven years now yeah, or something yeah. because i can really dip in and out like i haven't read a spider-man issue in ages but i picked this one up and you know kind of oh, exactly what's going on absolutely and he he's he, you know he's so good at that stanley pretend that this could be anyone's first comic absolutely but he does it through dialogue and it doesn't feel too like you know i'm doing this because this and this happened blah blah, blah. Mm. Like, you know it's, it's pretty easy to follow totally um the only thing that i find i like i find the whole Peter Parker as like head of a company, the least interesting job Peter Parker's had. Like yeah. him as a teacher was way cooler, and him as a photographer worked better, and just as a scientist was cool. But him, like, oh, I have to make this meeting. A lot of people are counting on me as the head of the company is um a bit dull. But other than that, just good, just still good. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really. I've dipped in and out of this. Since. I loved um Superior Spider Man. Mm. I thought that uh. was. The highlight of Dan Slott's run. It really is. Such um, a brilliant run. And uh, I uh, haven't really, I didn't really enjoy Spider-Verse that much. Yeah. This um, has a couple of cool, cool elements though, which I'm actually a bit excited. Um, like there's a, there's a sort of rival company and they have the ability to like essentially clone people. Uh-huh. And so we're going to have some like evil clones and stuff like that, which is um, 
pretty fun and I'm I, pretty yeah. into. I enjoyed just reading Sp- um, Dan Slott's Spider-Man when it, like, you know, like a year, a year, every year they'll, they'll collect um, everything you put out that year and sell out for a dollar each on Comixology mm. and then just smash out that is a good way. of it. It's very fun serialized comics in that yeah. regard. Absolutely. Yeah. And I almost feel like maybe I'll give um, Bendis' Iron Man a chance mm. that way. Probably yeah. not. Though. I don't really give any money. Jeez. <laughs> um, all right. Over to Independence this week. Did we have, besides... Uh, oh, you read a whole bunch that I just didn't. Yeah. You, I can't believe you're not reading Space Battle Lunchtime. I know. Um, but it, it, it always sold out. That's crazy. This is like one of my favorite comics of the year. It's like the... the um, What's it called again? Like a Iron Chef in space with Seems aliens. Seems very specifically attuned to your tastes. <laughs> I mean, not really. Like the, the food element of it is is pretty minimal, like and yeah. very very basic. But it's just like a really sweet. Now there's now like a love story developing between the main character and another Cute. alien. Who is she? It's like down to the finals next issue, and it's just him versus her. Oh my god! And, um, Adorable. And she may have been kidnapped and sent to a cannibal planet. Oh my god! Yeah, pretty hectic. Um, space Battle Lunchtime by Nat- Natalie Reese. Gonna, I mean, like, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat um, Goldie Vance as my favorite all-ages comic of the year, but this yeah. comes pretty dang close. Absolutely. Um, I also really enjoyed Sherlock, A Study in Pink. Yeah, still so fun. Um, number three um, by Stephen Moffat, uh, Mark Gatiss, and then, of course, the uh, manga artist Jay. Um, just, I mean, all it does really is just make me wish I, I watched the series. Yeah, everything good about the series um, you can find in this comic, plus fun Fun manga stuff. Just I like, beautiful manga too. Yeah, really, really beautifully drawn. So nice to see something this format um, and like and a nice paper stock. Nice paper stock. I also love that they do um, translate a lot of the uh, like... Um, in, in between panel kind of uh, emotions and... And also like um, just... Exclamation uh, sound, sound effects and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's a bit where a car comes up and it just says slows at the bottom. And I like that. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. I um, really enjoy Sherlock. It's one of my favorite comics coming out right now. Mm. Uh, I'm going to uh, drop the $6 million man, Fall of Man. I don't know why I liked, I, I yeah. decided to keep reading issue two. So uh, that's that's my review of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Archer, and Archer, Archer and Armstrong, number six. Um, this is a, a new arc in which... Uh, they get kidnapped by clowns that oh, uh, yeah. that may or may not be uh, the the children of Armstrong. Um, pretty fun. That sounds fun. Pretty fun. There's a really shit fart joke in this book, though. Oh yeah. I just like. I mean, I, I like a good fart joke. Yeah. It has to be a good one, and don't, don't even bother if it's not good. Um, Hillbilly number two by um, Eric Powell. Um, basically, like a creepy. Um, story about a guy who lives in the woods and battles supernatural guys it feels like this should be at like a, a dark horse comic totally but totally. instead it's on his own imprint albatross i mean that said eric powell has done more than enough for dark horse doing yeah. the going there so if you want to do, go out and do this on his own go right ahead good for him I, I really enjoyed this issue yeah it's really good and the thing I, I also like about this is that every story like it all builds but each story is kind of standalone so mm-hmm. each issue you get a full like a complete little witch that he's fought and killed yeah um story really, I, I like that a lot so you can pick you could pick this up yeah like easy really fun dark supernatural stuff and eric powell's so so good his art's so good i don't know if we've actually talked enough about that yeah but he's um I, yeah this I, is i love brilliant work. i love how many witches are in this book and because witches are great yes great uh, probably the, my favorite kind of villain maybe. oh yeah like, it's actual up witches. Yeah, really yeah. up there and uh scary i love witches. his weapon of choice which is a uh like a cursed kitchen cleaver yeah it's like a big scary meat cleaver so great um, finally, uh, House of Penance, um, issue number five, um, written by Peter Tomasi with 
art by Ian Bertram. Um, I'm not sure if this is a limited series, but it really feels like it's kind of pushing towards the finale of this, mm-hmm. possibly next issue. Um, just like everything I want out of like a Dark Horse horror book with like imagery that like hints at gore without being gross, but really stays with you. Nice. Um, I love like good, good horror comics. Mm. You know, they, they generally have the Dark Horse logo on the front of them. Totally. And this... Uh, you know, if, if, we, if we do a horror category at the end of the year, this will probably be my favorite horror comic of the year. Yeah, amazing. Um, cool. That's all the comics that we read this week. <sighs> nice one. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a short a short list of comics. We still managed to talk for an hour and a half about them. So, uh, <laughs> clearly, there are lots of good ones in there. Um, this week, the comics that we think you should look out for um, is the uh, issue one of Batgirl and the Birds of Prey plus um Supergirl Rebirth from DC. And uh, if you if you feel so inclined, Suicide Squad number one starts this week too. Um, what else have we got on here? Um, the Fallen, which is the uh, basically the the other side of the, uh, like a, almost like a companion one to the Accused Marvel oh, yeah. book that we reviewed at the start of the episode. So that probably won't be that great, whatever. Um, Briggs Land is a, um, a new book by... James Robinson, right? James Robinson, yeah. Um, already been optioned for a movie, so I have good feelings about it yep number one of that starts plus we get a lot, a lot of favorites issue two of black hammer Yay. by jeff lemire that we really enjoyed black widow number six comes out um aliens defiance which i've been really enjoying over at dark horse number three comes out of that um, mighty thor excellent mighty thor power man and iron fist looks like a very good oh and the spawn kills everyone one shot finally finally we get to review a spawn comic on serious issues so look forward to that uh if you want to get in touch with us you can definitely send us an email to serious issues at kingscomics.com mm-hmm. or you can get in touch with us over Facebook as many people have. Um, we're going to be doing some fun specials based on lots of the questions that you've asked us in the past. So look forward to that soon. But uh, our Facebook is facebook.com slash serious issues podcast. And um, you can find us on Twitter now too, which is twitter.com slash serious underscore underscore issues. So nice. two underscores in between serious and issues. Find us there. Let us know what you like and don't like about our taste in comics. <laughs> Have an argument with us. We love arguing with our fans and we'll address them in future episodes too. You can uh, also find us separately um, on uh, Instagram, Siobhan CBG. That's me. It stands for comic book girl. And uh, I'm Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I've also got two other podcasts, which I'd love for you to check out. One of them is a pretty humorous and dumb look at pop culture, um, you know, comic book movies and video games and television that I do with my friend Angus Truscott called Hey Fam. And the other is a uh, a look at food in Sydney, food and drink culture and the people that cook and, and make drinks in Sydney uh, called The Mitchin, which we, and we just started coming back as a weekly podcast too. So definitely go check them out on iTunes. And uh, while you're there, leave a nice review for Serious Issues on the iTunes page for us. Thanks, cool. guys. We'll see you next week at the, for another episode of Serious Issues. <laughs> and uh, like Siobhan says every week at the end of each episode, mm. I'm Siobhan. Stay serious. <laughs>
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.